WSQF, Blink Radio, yours truly. Can I be Manny today, or do, can I say Mac on the Rock? I should just be Manny. It's you and I. Okay, just Fernando says he's in the house. <laughs> Fernando Vasquez, candidate for Village Council on WSQFradio.com live stream and WSQF 94.5. As promised in uh, on the 19th, I've, I've invited all of you to come in and Discuss what occurred in these four hours. Discuss whatever issues you still have with the, that you want to clarify with the constituents. And thank you very much for coming tonight. Thank you, Manny. And uh, I want to thank you again for, for this great opportunity uh, to once again be at your show and once again be given the opportunity through this magnificent um, venue, which is public radio. You know, call it Radio Free KV. <laughs> radio Free KV. <laughs> And and the opportunity to to, to you know to for all of us uh, mayors and, and council members to 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 come in and and speak about our platforms, speak about uh, what how we see the village and the direction that we envision, you know we we, we want to pursue and, and 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 move in a certain direction. So again, I want to thank you for for this fantastic opportunity, and uh, let's let's begin. Let the show begin, right? Okay, so I imagine because you're the flood engineer, we're, we're going flood first. We want to talk about flood coming in already here. Uh, okay, here we go. Already getting, I, I'm dealing with different floods here. For the uh, <clears throat> vision committee, for them to understand, I must clarify: we're 15 to 17 feet above the crown of the road, so leave 800 grand out of your wishes. That's an interesting. I was researching um, just just looking back in the last 10 years uh, and we've it's interesting that it, it recorded US history over the past 20 years we have the top 10 hurricanes that have hit over the past 20 years that are recorded in US history now granted hurricanes are eternal big concept there big you know yeah so uh keep it scared miami has been hit with the i mean if you look at in the concept of deep time obviously you know hurricanes is just a natural weather formation and the vast majority of them were never recorded in history because of lack of technology so so i mean obviously if if we look at in the context of 20 years uh and we, we we can see that uh, through time and perhaps in in the past, they weren't as recorded as 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 well as we record them today, and as as much as we keep track of them. But they're there; they exist. They reshape our coastal geography. They are an imminent threat, whether we like to accept it or not. You can ask Fort Myers. Ask Sanibel. Ask Fort Myers. They're getting it right ask, now. I just came. I back. do remember going down to Homestead after Andrew. Yeah. I was already pretty south because I left Key Biscayne. It was devastating to see. Whole neighborhoods with no houses because it had the old code, right. nothing but concrete slabs. And, and I said to myself, "My God, if you're in that house, it's over for you. You're gone." It's and um, maybe in the later later on, I'll remember the name of the the reparto, but I believe it was uh, built by. No, I don't want to defame any big developer, but I thought it was a big developer, and they changed the zoning on the roofs because apparently the roofs all blew off in Andrew. Yeah. Every one of them, therefore, took the structures with them. Oh, yeah, it's like, wow, clean slate, yeah, all you slabs. You have to remember, I mean, the, the Florida building code that was really modified after after Andrew uh, really gets up to about Cat 4 when you think about it. Uh, sure, there's uh, – and, and we do have the strongest building code that I'm aware of, that I know of, in, in, a, in a tropical environment. 
that we live. And flat. And, yeah. <laughs> Real I mean, flat. Uh, you know, the, the considerations of, of up, you know, uplift forces with, with anchoring the roofs, uh, they're, they're all, and, and, and also, you know, the window sills and allowing vents for, for, the, for the flood waters to go through. I think we need to put it all into the context of where we live and the geography that we live. If we were in, say, I mean, I go back to San Francisco or anywhere where there is another type of uh, stress or, or impact to, to a community, uh, in the case of earthquakes, you have to meet a certain code for earthquake design. Now, not everything is going to stand. And you know, yeah, you earthquakes are a whole other game, well, I mean, man. You, yeah, they, they, well, I'm a, using that. There's, more. No, there's nowhere to go but to the middle of the street. You know? <laughs> of course, I, I tell you, I, but at least you can go. One hurricane time when is I was in Venezuela. I went through one. You can uh, end up in, a, in an aquarium. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I hurricanes are so tremor. deadly because there's nowhere to go. Man. Yeah, You're exactly. Stuck. And you know, like I think uh, Jeb Bush said, this there's really nowhere to go. All you got to do is just drive north and hope for the best. And so you got to huddle, and you have to make sure that you know that we're Something there, um, there's something that uh, a point you were making on the 19th that I think the, the constituents needs to understand in a certain amount of clarity. I think ra- only radio can explain this because I, I definitely know that in the other forums you're not given enough time to explain and educate what you know that others need to know why why you know what you know and engineers know this, uh, which is the association between. FEMA requirements, FEMA obligations, and the private sector seeing that, relaying that, understanding that in order to insure properties. Yeah. I mean, look, we uh, I, I, that's precisely what I wanted to kind of begin with the context of where we're at and in the context where we live. And um, we, uh, we live in a special flood hazard area where it's called classified as an AE where you have, uh, for the most part, I mean, these past hurricanes recorded, I, t- I took a look at each one of them in their, in their storm surges. You're talking 16 feet. Fortunately, enough here, it's for construction, it's built at about 9 feet. But um, the, the baseline flood elevation or the finished floor elevation has to be one foot at least as a minimum above that elevation. Anything below that, the building code pretty much says that you can't have anything that is mechanical. You can't have anything where you you can provide, you know, living in and having all the respective amenities. Like you can't have a kitchen. You can't have a bathroom. You know, just a ping pong table. Just, you know, (laughs) just 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 passing through. You got to let the flood water through. You can put some parapet walls and all that. And some people do build on that at at their own risk. But none of that is insurable. And none of that will be able to be sustained because the waters, the flood waters, have to pass through that. Um, you know, we, just like Miami Beach, just like all other coastal communities in South Florida, you know, begun building before we really developed a level of awareness of these uh, of these tremendous storms. And, and we were impacted. It just so happened that since 1993, I'm correct, uh, when Andrew came in, 1993, 1984, right? 91. Uh, 90, 91. Oh, okay. You got me on that one. Okay. But in the early 90s, that was really the first one that hit. I know because so it's easy for me to remember because we incorporated that same okay. year. I'll take, I'll, I'll take your word on that one. Uh, respective of that, I mean, the, the code begun to change. And, it be, and, as, and as we entered into the decade of the 2000 and 2010s, we've experienced, you know, hurricanes, uh, Katrina, we've, we've seen uh, Ike, we've seen, now we've seen Ian. 
Wilma, and, my God. And Wilma, which, well, yeah, I mean, and I want to touch Hello, a little Wilma bit on Wilma took, because I, I have took, a personal experience uh, I, with Wilma. Yeah, man, Wilma lived on Mashtab. Uh, sorry, my parents were living on Mashtab at the time. It took our pool, gone. Yeah. We went back there, and there was not a piece of remnant of our pool. Not a blue tile, not a, a ceiling, nothing, gone. The floor, the walls, they were all into the bay. And then yeah. I dove the bay soon after that, and not right away, but... I couldn't find any remnants in the bay either. Right. Where in the hell did this pool go? Right. Must have been in the grove. <laughs> Must have just I couldn't believe that Mother Nature could just take the pool away to the point where I was in the backyard with my father, you know, obviously assessing oh, 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 FEMA, whole oh, FEMA comes through here to mm-hmm. rebuild this. And I remember seeing underneath the house on Mash, a one-story house built in the early 60s, and I could see South Masha Drive underneath my father's house i couldn't believe it i could i would literally i was sitting literally I'm, i was six foot tall so i could i was six foot below the the floor of my parents home six foot below that explains why the pool was not there <laughs> right i mean when you look at the overall uh, hurricane impacts that we've had over the past two decades they add up to closely to about a one and a half trillion dollars of uh of damages stand corrected news alert news alert 1992 was Hurricane Andrew. 1992. Okay, so, so we were both off far. by. Yeah. We were. I was high. You were low. Okay. All right. So so going back to where I was going, which is really the point that I'm trying to drive on this one, which is the whole aspect of reinsurability. Um, individual folks that live in, in you know they live in their individual homes uh, can either afford uh, flood insurance or they can also get into the program of reinsurability which are offshore firms that provide insurance to homeowners, and those are Lloyds of London or uh, Swiss RE. And expensive, I suppose. And, you know, they're, they're, I guess they're a little bit less expensive. They still, they still remain highly expensive, but they're less expensive than, say, um, you know, regular home insurance, I mean, flood insurance that folks may buy here. But uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that those folks have the option, the individual option, to handle their own flood insurance. They can choose whether they want flood insurance or not or what other venues they may want to go with. Condominiums don't necessarily have that option, right? Because it's an established organization. So, yes, you can, you, you can and it'll affect your wind insurance, you, but at the end of the day, you know, you have to protect the entire infrastructure, and it's a collective protection of that. So uh, we have to manage our watershed. If FEMA provides us with minimum standards to do that through the community program, um, the, the the community rating system program, which yeah, that's they, what you alluded yeah, to. Yeah, that's other what night. I was going at. So so and 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 at the risk of just digressing, I just want to just kind of keep focused on why you know this really hits hard on my position. Because the, the CRS program, even though it's great, it requires you, you can, you know, it, it helps you reduce your flood insurance rates if you comply com- comply or, or become stricter than the normal baseline conditions that they may want you to have. And it all depends on your geography. It all depends on where you're at. But the community rating system, and this is one of my main, I want to call this a promise that I want to do as I come in. If I come into council, when I come into council, as a council member, I want to take care and help out with our community rating system, improve it. How can we do that? It's, it's kind of a bureaucratic process. It's, it's a way of 
just ensuring, telling, telling FEMA that we are moving forward with a program. We are going to develop stormwater systems that are going to help alleviate the flooding. We're going to install new infrastructure in compliance with how they want it to be installed in a special flood hazard area. And in a way, kind of provide that map and tell them this is in the direction that we're going. We may get one point. Hopefully, maybe we'll get two additional points. But that will create a good reduction. It can certainly help create a good reduction of insurance, uh, flood insurance if for we our com- residents. If we comply. If we can get an addition. I've spoken with the village manager, and, and he believes that it can be done. So I'm not putting Steve in any way, shape, or form. In the, in the, uh, this was a, just more of a discussion. But I think, you know, collectively, if we work together with council, we can work in that direction. And, and, so are you and trust say- me, a lot of it has been done now through the current, uh, through the current administration. Now, are you saying mayor. that the constituents will benefit from lower insurance if we comply with this flood yes, of course. mitigation system? Yes, of course. Uh, and I tell you, I'll give you an example. When I was in Miami Beach, we got hit with Wilma. Katrina came in first, then right after that. Yeah, that was that year. That was immediately. I mean, I remember being, I remember coming into the office. There were five storms coming through Florida. There was a huge storm developing in the the Caribbean. Katrina, you know, and it hit us as a cat one. Yeah, and it hit them as a cat four or five. And then it went into Gulf, and there's a reason why the Gulf is round, my friend. Wow. (laughs) There's a reason why. Oh, such angry warm water, man. God, it hit New Orleans so hard. I, I remember mean, I stayed at a hotel Sofitel, and I said to myself, "Wow, we dodged the bullet. Yeah. We hit, but you could you could tell it was a one." Right. And then to hear it in the news four days later, or three days later, I don't know how long it cut across uh, the Gulf. Maybe it was only a day, but boy, they got shellacked, and we dodged another bullet, just like we're seeing now. Yeah. And and sometimes one questions if really to continue to harden a community is really the best approach. Uh, when you look at a watershed and you look at how the water flows, is probably best to retain the natural topology of the area, right? Because water flows, the, the area is already naturally designed to convey water in a certain way. So the closer you are to the, nor- the natural flow, what I call water conveyance conditions, the more efficient that your drainage system is. So I think that one of the, uh, and I'm not critiquing the folks in Katrina. I know they had to rebuild their community in New Orleans. Uh, and, well, they were in a toilet bowl. But yeah, they were. They were, and and but there's a lot more harder infrastructure, and that's one of the things that I believe that a I mean, natural. They had a dike that that, that collapsed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I mean, actually, I've it seen the new dike. It was two billion dollars. It was huge <laughs> now. So you know, they, they have all these systems now that move water around, but. Can it continue to sustain the, the the anger of a maelstrom that comes in from, you know, from the Atlantic in, in that way? So you, one never knows the force of these winds and the force of these storms, so you can only go so much. What I'm saying is that there's room for human error. So I like to stay as close as possible to the natural conditions of the watershed. Can we do that in Miami? Well, you know, we, we started building a lot. We started building a lot in to our own detriment, what we've done is that we've created scenarios that makes it a bit more challenging well, to but convey Kibiskay the doesn't flow have the, in the natural conditions. You know, when we when we talk Kibiskein, we we probably do have the same concrete corridor of condos on the coast that right. you believe is a somewhat of a a protection if the storm comes directly from the east 
or it really doesn't matter. Because, it doesn't matter, because man. Because you, you went... The, 16 foot storms. I mean, and I'm talking about a Cat 5 here, and I don't want... It's it's, it's possible. It's coming. It, it could happen. Well, you know, let's, let, let's not be... Let's worry... What I want to focus on, you know, you can't prevent nature. Nature will do what it wants to do. And there's like in Spanish, cuando te toca, te toca. Cuando te toca, te toca. And, and that's really, that, that's the way it works. We're not going to be able to do anything. But what we can do, and this going back to the community rating system, is improve our infrastructure to a baseline condition that is functional and that is compliant. Listen to what I'm saying, and anybody that's listening out there, this is a lot of people saying, oh, my God, we're going to build massive pump stations. We're going to put big pipes through people's homes. Not necessarily. What we need to do is remain compliant, because when we're not compliant, we could get hit with a Cat 1 or a Cat 2. And this is when I was going about what happened to us in Miami Beach with Wilma. We were not compliant. We could have been more compliant. And... It cost us a lot of money that FEMA would not pay to fix our infrastructure. Hear that, folks? Money that FEMA will not pay. Yes. You like think the people- it's easy to get money from FEMA? I mean, I have a, you have another thing coming if you think you're going to call FEMA and they're going to give you money. It took us 10 years, 10 years of auditing, of sitting down with them, reviewing plans, understanding when systems were built, how they were built. And all that, they really audit it. They really look at that. So, folks, you know, when, you, when we think about our watershed and managing, managing our watershed, our floodplain, we have to at least get to a compliance level. Why? Because if something happens and it doesn't have to be a Cat 5 Cat four, cat three, it can be any of the. Well, it could be a above. storm that just sits there. It could just be a damaging storm that lifts a bunch of pipes and does some damage, or you know, something happens to the Bear Cut Bridge. God forbid, nothing happens to it, and we haven't done much about it, or we have been sitting on it, um, or arguing about it, or telling you know we don't want to spend money now, we don't want to do this. Well, we have to spend some precautionary money. We have to be. You got to show the oh, because you got to show the government exactly, you, you actually give it there. Exactly. If any, you know, and especially after Ian hit. After Ian, now let's let's even now understand what the post Ian world is going to be. There's a lot of discussions out there. Recently I was reading and I don't have the exact quote here but and, but but I was reading about areas that environmentalists were already looking into converting into conservation areas because there's another side on the table that talks about why do we have so many homes let's bring everything back to the way it was naturally let's bring nat- let's put nature at the forefront there's a lot of environmental groups that are fighting hard for yeah, that yeah that nobody ever moves so, back to exactly. Myers or Santa so i would not be surprised if some folks in Fort Myers or areas that were severely affected have a home to go back to now they have a title. People have been talking about him in a domain and those things like that. Well, you know what? It's probably not going to be Keeps Gang that's going to do that. No, they'll it's go, probably going to be we'll some go to court. federal order or some federal mandate. It would, that have, an to area be, has it would to have to be something that they can win in court. I don't think that's the case. Right. right Property it, rights are very, 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 very well powerful. Protected, yes. Very powerful and very well protected. But, a premise and, in this country. And again, this is in no way, shape, or form any type of, uh, you know, a gloom and doom scenario that I'm trying to present. I'm an engineer, and my job 
All my life, the way I think is that I look at every single component and I try to articulate it into a solution. I try to look for a solution. Nobody's perfect, but engineers by our nature and by our trade, we are solution driven. We try to fix problems. We that's what we do. So, okay, so uh, it's no matter no matter what happens to the amendments. Mm-hmm. Having you on council uh, makes it pretty obvious to to people who are afraid of debt and afraid of pump stations and afraid of the amendments and oh, no, no, I've heard plenty, I've read plenty, I understand the sentiment out there. Old and new Cuba scanners. The new Cuba scanners paid a lot more for their real estate than the old Cuba scanner has. So we get that part. Right. So having you on council in case of scenarios where uh, your talent is needed, please explain to the audience what would you bring to the table no matter what happens in the amendments. Right. Well, my platform has been to focus into providing real solutions for our infrastructure to make sure that we at least have a compliant and functional level and we have a sustainable community. Uh, that's my Now, idea. can you articulate that in writing, in a referendum, if that were the case? A very site-specific, well, sorry, I mean, not site-specific, yeah, project-specific. Yeah, well, yeah. Let, me, let me just say one quick thing. I have, look, it, it's like a, a tale of two cities here. You, you, you have um, such startling uh, opposite views on it that, that you, you're compelled to, to really pay attention to the other side. I do. I've been walking. People see me out there. They know I'm. I'm walking. I'm walking the walk. I'm. I'm talking to folks, and and I see, and I and I knock on doors, or I or I go into I go into businesses, and and people don't want this amendment. You know, this amendment number four. Uh, you know, we stepped into council to win and to bring new solutions to the community, right? But at the end of the day, we all got. You know this, this, these amendments that we are working through with the community, and at the end of the day, it's going to be my vote, just as good as your vote, as anybody else's vote. I explained clearly why I supported Amendment Number Four, not because I want to support overdevelopment. I support the total contrary. I support lower density because I support our natural watershed. That's why I wanted to talk about our natural it's watershed. It's very important that you clarify that. I, I, not I clarify. Do. I believe you've you've clarified. I've over-clarified I understand that, but I'm not. I, can, yeah. I have the luxury of having spoken to you a lot. I've also had the luxury of uh, speaking to you in this type of setting in the past. And I understand um, a very, I was, you know, very encouraged to see you run because I knew that we had an obs- uh, a, a rifle obsession, rightfully so, about our floods. Right. Because it floods here, period. And what's really important for the constituent is to know that of all the candidates that are running, you are probably best able to articulate in writing, in a referendum format, of a referendum to decide on spending a considerable amount of money, in other words, create a certain amount of debt for this flood system. And in the end, we take the hit on the debt that's obvious to us. But do we see it in the FEMA uh, 
relief in the FEMA premium and the cost of, of generalities of how FEMA will perceive the, the municipality of Key Biscayne. And I imagine there's state agencies that have a say about flood, uh, flooding, too. So absolutely, please, please explain. Well, I mean, I, well, I went, you know, pretty much I went through the, the whole aspect of FEMA and the county also has a responsibility of ensuring that the communities also comply and meet certain requirements. And we our villages in dialogue with the county. You, you saw what happened in Virginia Key. I even it's a, it's a next door. I got up and I spoke with the Miami Commission. And I said, you cannot you cannot build density in an area like this. this is no, especially those rickety homes area. they were planning. Right. I mean, silly. Silly to even think about it. There was even an executive order that totally, completely discourages building additional density in a floodplain, especially a zone AE. So, um, you know, look, if, if the voice of the voters is heard, right, and Amendment 4 does not pass, right, I, as your council member, I, you can rest assured that I will write a referendum specific to the flood mitigation needs of Key Biscayne for you, the voters. I mean and, that, and, and I want to say little, that to and decide you, and, you and how us. you wish to proceed. My platform has been a platform that has been focused on the flood control because I know that there's many derivatives that can raise from that that can sincerely affect our pocket. So, in the interest of that... Because I've been, you know, I've been given one little paragraph, and in that paragraph, it's like, a, you know, you've got, you got uh, tomatoes, cucumbers, apples, oranges, you got everything on that. It's like a big soup, but really it's a word soup, which you got. And there's just so many components on that, and it's been explained. And, and limited amount of words to explain in, it. And a very amount, you know, that's, I don't dictate That was pointed that. out on the right. 19th so by another I, I, candidate. I felt torn from the beginning, Manny, because here I am talking about flood control, flood control, flood control. And how can I perform my duties as a council member in managing our watershed and ensuring that our infrastructure is protected and ensuring that we're not exposed, even at the lowest level of possible uh, storms, which can create additional costs that we have to do? How can I, how can I do that? I'm, I'm, I'm torn. So I, and, and believe me. Believe me, I hear those voices and they affect me because I know that there's a lot of folks that are really scared. So I want everybody to know out there that I fully, I am fully for making sure that our watershed is compliant. And I will make sure that- And effective. And effective, of course. It actually because moves I know, the water. Yeah, look, and, and, and again, uh, by moving forward with a FEMA-compliant approach- it is going to it is going to trigger less density because we are a special flood hazard area. So the natural conditions of moving forward with a FEMA program that is compliant points strictly into lower density. Does that make sense? It's very important for people to understand that. And and I hope that is clear uh, because that is what's going to happen. Also. The issue with another concern about density, another, that's one check. That's one check right there. FEMA compliance, for the most part, is going to have to be softer infrastructure, what I call, you know, softer infrastructure, making sure that we channel our flow the proper way. Um, Now, explain softer infrastructure. Softer infrastructure, well, you know, uh, there is opportunities, and I know there's been past debates about green space, but I am a person that I believe that the natural conditions allowing 
the water to be stored in grass areas, allowing the, allowing the water to be contained for a period of time to keep it off the streets, keep it in areas. So you create basins in open lots? You can create basins. You can utilize our current areas for additional storage. Look where I live in, 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 uh, in the Commodores. We have a beautiful green area. And then we wonder why everything else floods. I say, you know, you have those beautiful, you can depress some of those areas. You can allow the water to be there. And you don't only reduce the peak of the intensity of the storm because it's going to pond. Do you push there. it into this area or you just you, create lower? You, you can create, well, what, what's happening right now is there are some areas that are draining towards the buildings, not in and other zones that they are. I haven't you know, looked at the whole grading component and how it is graded, but for the most part, you see that a lot of water ends up in the bottom part of the garage. So if we are able to capture and that pump water it out to and the grass. convey it to the grass, let it sit there for maybe about a day, it's not going to affect anybody. It'll go out to sea on its it'll own. Eventually, yeah, it'll eventually be absorbed. It will eventually be transported out. It'll, or it'll be evaporated. When the sun comes up, it's, you know that that's uh, that's another component of the water equation. You know, yeah, water uh, will go to its lowest so, denominator. Yeah, so so you know, I'm I'm a firm believer for green spaces and and softer infrastructure. And let's also keep in mind that we have the we have Biscayne Bay that we have to protect, and part of our protection of Key Biscayne is not making hard. Point discharges. What do I mean by hard point discharges? Very important. Let the people know. Yeah, hard flow is one outfall. You can see when you're, you know, when you're boating about, and you can see the sea walls, and you'll see little holes that are in the walls. Well, those are the pipes that are draining the rest of the village or whatever they can handle to drain. Um, to that's that's a point. That's what we call a point discharge. A non-point discharge is what I call water dispersion, to allow the water to find its way through green areas back into the bay. And I've identified a couple of opportunities where we could do that. And we can work with the whoever is doing the design, whoever is doing, you know, the future planning of it, to look into that. Because well, that two, is going to naturally... That's called a best... Are you, in, are you implying the two parks, the Crendon Park and the State I'm Park? I'm not implying anything at this point. I'm just saying oh, those that Those are two massive yeah, parks. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm not implying it at this particular point because I think that I would it would be irresponsible for my part as a professional to state that that would be, unless it is exactly evaluated and there are options that are that you know the hydraulics work the permits work and, and the every, county accepts and, it. and the county accepts it and, and the, the state. state accepts it and you know even uh, uh people that own those lands accept it and all that but if we were to succeed we still have to do some form of a proprietary easement or something like that to be able to plus the machinery to get the water, water all the way over there yeah i mean i you know, and strictly speaking, engineering and water transportation, this is not, again, caveat, this is not a, an actual project. Well, unfo- but- uh, uh, fortunately, very fortunately, it's coming up in this conversation because I haven't heard that one before, and it makes absolute sense. My God, the, the Crandon Zoo have got lagoons that can absorb water. Imagine, imagine a world where we could get the water off the island, and onto these parks. And to dedicate That's, it. That could be sticky, though. 
Exactly. Exactly. Miami's going. Oh, exactly. No, 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 no. And and again, you know, this county is, and but this hey, is, though, I mean, think about it. This is part of a thought process, okay? And and I it needs to be further evaluated, Manny. Just like when we discussed about. Well, now is the time because of Ian. It's got to be on yeah, but first most. Not, but I don't want anybody to conceive this as being something that we're going to do. This is something that we should look into and that I will push. If I'm in council, I will push to look at these areas because I'm looking in the best interest of the residents. Nobody wants to put hard pipes through people's properties. Nobody wants to build massive pump stations in within Key Biscayne. Nobody, including me. I am a totally soft engineer in that sense. I believe that the water needs to be conveyed by its natural conditions. Now, if we can find a way to convey it to an area where it's dispersed and there are natural cleaning processes. Now, imagine that. We have this water that is now cleansed by the mangroves and grass, and it finds its way to Biscayne Bay in a very clean, clean as it should be. So so why not think about that? Why not think beyond, you know, why constrict ourselves to our village? Oh, my God, we have to do all this. No, let's think beyond the box. This is what I bring into council more than anything else, Manny. And you enjoy it. I can see it in your I, eyes. And I love because I love ingenuity. I can, yeah, I I can see that you're very passionate uh, uh I guess all the engineers get really get really excited no, about. We're just nerds, <laughs> man. We're just total nerds. No, I can but see that you're we're really, water nerds. You're, you're visualizing. I can see that you're actually seeing the water moving around in your head. You're, I can see it by the way you're expressing yourself. That you're actually seeing the effectiveness of your strategy. Yeah, and and it's not you know. Uh, it, it, I, I well let, let's not you know I don't want to belabor on on a point that needs to be proved technically that needs to be vetted in many different ways. It's just an an idea that had you know I, I can think of other examples in other places in different areas where similar concepts may have been applied. Um, you know a lot of this stuff also. Uh, I've dealt with some wastewater systems in in other countries too, where where water is used to. More oh, we can, we can go there now. Oh, we can go there now and and, and yeah. give some pause to keep dispersion of water. Dispersion of water and natural treatment of water is fabulous. I mean, like Trump says, fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> really huge. Really huge. Uh, so, yeah. you uh, any particular country uh, that you want to talk about that had issues I worked, with, you know, in, with Interestingly enough, I worked in Venezuela before the Chavez period. I was working there with a British firm. We were doing the water and wastewater uh, improvements for a city called Barcelona on the east part of Venezuela. And we were working with impoverished communities. And I tell you, Manny, let me tell you one thing. Yeah, they get mudslides. Let, let, let me tell you one thing, Manny. There's no money in the world that can pay for the, for, you know, the joy and, and the sense of achievement or personal satisfaction to see a community that has no water. Get that, it. Get it. You know, and be able to provide current running potable water to fishermen that they have to walk How about to take a bath? <laughs> that you know they use this you know they go in the water you know and they go in the sea so uh, what i'm saying is that i've done a lot of works i've done jobs in you know recently before i, I was here and in, 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 i was working in, in the panama canal and looking at an expansion of panama city which is actively being planned 
And one of the things that we were uh, doing is developing natural staging areas in the development of a new city. Now, if you fly to Panama City, you will see that it's very, very dense. But this area is the future Panama City is not going to be that. You know, it's it's uh, it's a little bit further southwest from Tokumen Airport. And I was very busy with that before the manager that was doing Q's game uh, quit. So then they brought me here. <laughs> Presentation. Manager of your of the uh, the, engineering the, firm. The, the manager of my engineering firm was uh, hands on here doing all the, uh, you know. All, it's all, important to clarify because in Q's yeah. game, the manager before Williamson. No, I'm quit. not talking about I'm not <laughs> talking about a I'm not talking about a village manager. I'm talking about a project manager yes, in ACOM. Very important that uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we don't she confuse was, uh, the audience. She was she was the the project manager and doing the job and she you know she went on and got a better opportunity and she moved no, on with her life. Yeah. Whatever, you know. So, you know, I'm I'm in Panama and I'm working on this, so come over here and Fernando give give your opinion of what the adequate level of service should be. And that's when I made my presentation. To the key. To the key, yes. But, you know, and, and it kind of coincided with a lot of things that, that and directions that I wanted to go into in my career. And yeah, uh, So uh, uh, it, was that the reason why you resigned? You quit yes, from your first? Yes, in great part, yes, Manny, because I felt, okay, so I've been at this, I've been at this issue in Key Biscayne myself personally observing. I'm an observer. I watch. I look at things. I see how you lived here and you saw the rains and how how the flood exists. To be honest with you, I've approached I did approach public works. I did approach zoning and planning. And I did ask about what were the future? What 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 do you guys got in mind? You know, we're flooding like crazy in Ocean Lane Drive. I've driven around other places and they're getting flooded all over the place. The school is horrible. I drop off my daughter on a rainy day. Can't even barely get through. So what are you doing? And, oh, well, we got a plan going, but this was maybe 2000, we're going back 2009, 2010. We got a plan going maybe, and nothing really happened until nothing. maybe 2015. No, not that I know. If there was a smaller plan done by a firm and then another firm stepped in and kind of did a more detailed plan, but they forgot one thing. They forgot sea level rise. And at that point, I was city engineer in Miami Beach and we had just finished doing our stormwater master plan with sea level rise. So that kind of, I'm going to be honest, it irked me a little bit as a water nerd and saying, why is it that we're not taking into consideration sea level rise? In Kibiskane. In Kibiskane. And they were talking about exfiltration trenches. How can you have an exfiltration trench? An exfiltration trench is when the water goes in and is supposed to be pushed out through, you know, exfiltrate. How can you exfiltrate when your groundwater is all the way up to the top? That is not an... In- and even is- worse during high tide. Even worse. Those systems are absolutely defunct. They don't work. They flood. The system, I don't know why we would even spend that. That is money wasted, in my opinion. So nothing was happening. So I, I think this thing just kind of brew inside of me. And one day I decided, you know, I got to an age now that I just decided I, I this is the next natural step. I'm... I'm not going to – my daughter is certainly not interested in hearing about my engineering She's not a water nerd. Half of the people out there, I don't think they're even interested. Just fix the problem. That's it. It's like, you know, you're okay, the dentist. Okay, so I'll get elected you're, and fix the problem. That's what I want to do. That's really what I want to do. I want to, I, I want to support the, the council and the administration in moving forward with the right solutions. I want to put into the ta- onto the table – all my lessons learned from the respective coastal communities that I have worked at and all their nuances 
I want to bring in that toolbox and help our community move forward. And and I also like to emphasize what I think I'm hearing is clarity because a lot of people give opinions that don't have your knowledge, your context, and don't have your basically stimulus and response to what is really incredible, water. Well, how water reacts, it's, you and I just, I, I should say, speak for myself, see it only as cause and effect, whereas you guys see it as flow and where it could go. Right. And that's basically the point that we need someone on council who can understand and almost predict in a, not in a guarantee because all th- nothing's a guarantee in anything in life, but for us to not blow money on things that really are not going to dry us up. Exactly. Thank you for, thank you for saying that. And, and that's where you can save us a ton of money. You know, I, one of my, uh, it's funny because I still have it, but it, you know, one of my models was drain our roads, not our wallets. And I didn't mean that by any way, shape, or criticism. It makes absolute any, sense but, for a lot of people. It, but it makes sense in the sense that let's, let's stop, you know, we can, we, there are just so many tangents that we could go on this, Manny. So many different Well, last night I heard uh, with uh, Fausto Gomez a, a conversation he had with someone with very limited income, you know, pension, mm-hmm. been here since the 50s, and can't. If if you all get this wrong, and the money's just she, you're moving her off the key, she couldn't afford to live here, and she was in a mackle, you know. Right. And uh, I had I had similar experiences with someone like that in, in my travails when I was doing activism on the key that I thought was very important at the time. And I remember running into someone that those who of us who have been here for a long time, there was a lady named June Kane. Mm-hmm. She was an original mackle owner as well. So I kind of. Didn't want to ask because so much time has passed by. I'm afraid to not know that Gina already, I assume that she already had passed away. But it was a similar story. There are people here that have got to understand. And it's, I have a little bit more empathy than most because obviously my business uh, requires problem solving for people. So this part of this conversation, I understand fully from your experience. I I get it. It's tragic. When yeah. you think about it, because yeah. a lot of these people have been living there, and they are the—they're the ones that get the worst. They get hit the worst. And their water—I mean, their house oh not elevated, not even four inches. Oh my God! I just don't—you know—I've been in so many of those homes, and truly, my heart goes to them because there is no way, currently, right now, in an immediate solution, unless you know we—we we have to figure out a better way for that. And frankly. At this point, we just really need to work together to help these folks. And I, you know, I do agree that every everywhere I've, I've talked to these folks, I've felt their pain because I certainly would not want to be in a condition like that where the smallest storm comes in and I have to put sandbags on my doors. I've seen towels on on front doors. Not yeah, even that's very that's very um, that's a lot of nonsense. Well, you know, <laughs> the towel's not going to do anything. People try. Yeah, you know, yeah, when, yeah. When they're the, desperate when when they're not working. When when we don't have a plan in place and there is no solution, no other solution, they're left on their own. And I don't want that. I honestly want to be able to come up with this. There would be no better joy for me and total engineering water nerd to be able to dry a street. You have no idea, Manny. Well, there was, there, of- was a, there was a time ago where our issue was septic tanks and sewer. 
So imagine the flooding then with these septic tanks overflowing and, you know, what's coming mm. down the road, you know? Yes. And I'm not so sure. I think there was a great effort done by that by yes, previous. But I'm not yeah. so sure if, if there isn't a single septic tank still in existence. I have a feeling there still is. I think that there may be a couple out there. Yeah. Uh, but a couple or 20 or 20. I, I don't know. I don't I know. I don't know either. I don't know. And I remember uh, me, oh, I lived on Harbor Drive in an old Mackle. Somebody told me that my Mackle that I actually own was a sales office for the Mackles. So mm-hmm. my house was uh, an A-frame house, what they call the A-frame with the high ceiling. And my God, when it would, it, when it would flood, I was, I was really, uh, it was daunting because I'm drying the front on Harbor Drive because of a sewer system yeah. and a drainage system and completely flooded in the back because I didn't have a pool. Right. So it was just, a, oh, and then I could smell everybody's septic tank, including my own. And uh, I remember selling my home, and the next owner had to connect the sewer. But you know, there's that there's that issue too. That uh, well, that, you know, that's one of the things that we need to really nip very quickly because if it's we time are going to, for to, everybody to get hooked it's up, time, it's time for everybody to get hooked up. It, it's it's time for those things to go away because if we're really serious about protecting Biscayne Bay, and if we're really serious about making sure about the quality of water is uh, is proper, we we have to do that. And and I know Mayor Levine Cava has a a program uh, to disconnect and reconnect uh, all these septic tanks in Miami-Dade County. So, uh, because that's that's uh, a friend of mine used to say, Wanda, that's nobody's friend. Nobody's, absolutely <laughs> that's nobody's friend. So, um, you know, um, so 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 that's really my my, my position. I wish I, I'm really, I wish I'm really encouraged with uh, outside of the box thinking because I think most Cuba scanners haven't really considered that flooding can be mitigated into these parks. I don't know. It needs to be assessed. But it's the yeah. very fact that you're mentioning, that's the start. The start is to mention it, to speak up from a position of intelligence and strength and expertise. Um, I, I wouldn't have thought of that other than, my God, there's lagoons there and there's watershed Areas for you know how many times I've I've walked through those parks. You know how many times I've looked at. I can't even begin saw, to tell you. <laughs> I just pumps. see the water. But you know, the, the, I think the restrictions are going to be regulatory. They're going to relate. They're going to be related to ownership, and obviously, we have to have something on the table to provide to help sustain that. Whether it be maybe no, and you working, also have you also have with me working with the county with and you know, Ruth Mass has been who water, sits there on the board. Yeah, yeah. That I Hello, that's that. a three member board that if you can't convince yeah. two out of the three but you, know what, you know what the good thing about it, Manny, is that we got two parks. We're gonna have one. Right. Right? So uh I think what's uh, cool about the state park is that one of the benefits of Andrew was the Australian pines disappeared. They were just completely uh-huh. wiped out. Mm-hmm. And they were replaced by natural Florida vegetation that could use a little bit of water. Right. You know, good old watering day, you know, one day of flood of fresh storm water. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, the question is, now seems to be the moment because the state is dealing with Ian. They've got to seriously consider, and the, the uh, you being on council is a perfect way to get a majority vote to get a formal uh, letter written quickly to the state of Florida. has to, to be st- investigated before to we start, go, They but, start yeah. studying what role their state parks can play in water mitigation. And the cleanup of Biscayne Bay. 
you know, we tie it into the cleanup of the Biscayne Bay. We work with the county. We have groups. We have watchdog groups. We have groups like, the, you know, the, the Biscayne Bay uh, group that, that works directly for Levine Kava. I mean, we can we can begin a dialogue. I'm not saying it's the solution. I You know, it's not our land, uh, but, but it is our bay, right? Yes. And it is our common interest with the county as well as with other uh, coastal communities that have proximity to the bay to protect that bay because that bay is dying. So if we're going to be told to continue to do hard discharges through homes with pollutants and, you know, and another thing too, turbidity, it's not just the pollutants. It's because the pollutants eventually, you know, they just, uh, they dissipate, right? Uh, but it's also turbidity and it's temperature. Explain and water. the turbidity because I don't know what you're talking just, about. Okay, when water comes in at a certain force, yeah, right, and you have the sand there, it creates a lot of turbidity, and it just you know it moves. Can it, get, can it backflow into your pipes? Uh, yeah, I mean it. It backs back. It, go, it comes in with the ebb and flow of the tides. But, but the, it's not a natural flow, or there's a pump that's no, actually you, pushing I mean, the stuff just, out? Uh, turbidity is like, just put a hose on some sand, and you'll see how the sand just, you know, yes, it, scatters it just scatters what. So what that what does that do? That affects, that's that's tremendous for the life of the corals, for the life of, the, for the fishes, for the overall ecology. Also, you've got water temperature. There are very delicate organisms that live there that form part of the ecological chain. So by us... You know, establishing a one-point discharge with water that comes in at a very different temperature than it is at the bay, we affect, you know, the microorganisms or organisms that are sensitive to that. Are you so, talking about casual rains? Just regular I'm talking rain. about any rainfall event. Right now, our rainfall is really not treated. Let's just face it. It's not treated. So we have to provide some... The good thing about stormwater, in a way, it's not like, you know, I compare it to uh, wastewater, which, you know, sanitary sewer. The good thing about... Uh, water, uh, storm water is at the first, what we call the first flush. It's the first rainfall event, the first impact when the first inch of water, half an inch, is full of grease and oils and little garbage and stuff. You can capture that and you can even go to a secondary type of treatment, maybe some ultraviolet treatment. They, they, there's a lot of states that are using reuse storm water to uh, irrigate their golf courses. It's not potable water. It's not drinking water, but it's water that you and capture. And also crops up in the center exactly. of the state. You know, we can, we can create a green community that is not, you know, that, that strives towards, uh, you know, improving our green areas, making more areas for what I call, again, more softer infrastructure, and, um, and, and improve the conditions of our bay, not affect properties as much as they Does would it, under Do you know if the water, um, the water and sewer... I talk so much about water, but that's... I'm, nah, I, come I'm on. A, who who the hell believes that? Just, uh, we've got about nine more minutes. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I believe the water and sewer facility also has water that's not portable, that they've actually... Yes. They credit us by using it for our gardens yes. and... There's already a program in place for so water So we can complement that program. Absolutely. There's so many things that we can dovetail out. There's so many solutions out there, Manny. That's why, I'm, uh, that's why I, I get concerned sometimes when, you know, when, when we hear such hard lines. Because it, 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 I think a hard line, what a hard line does, it removes all the possible options that are out there. 
And I can, again, we'll go back to the tale of two cities. Um, I always say, I always say to folks, I'm the dentist here in the room. I'll take care, you know, if you got a cavity, whether you think this way or you think this way, I have to take care of your cavity. That's the way that engineers think. We have a problem. We're going to resolve it for folks that think one way and folks that think another way. Somehow, somewhat, some people just want to put a shirt on me. The other ones want to put others. I stay myself in the sense that this is my responsibility. I ran this. I have developed 30 years of solid experience, and I want to put it to work for my community. What a great opportunity and eliminate that is. Pitfalls that you've already that that you've is, witnessed. You've, yeah. yeah. Not for me only, but for the rest of the community. Yeah. Because this is what I'm putting on the table. This is what I want to offer. And if if people appreciate my message and if people take my message in stride they will understand that it's important to have a seat in council for somebody that has done this in the past and that casts this experience it's a unique experience it just so happened that i you know it came out of my life i you know you're I, a water nerd i'm a water nerd man just let me let me move the water. but i'm not a you know it's not just about that i wish we could have talked about businesses i wish we could talk about other stuff because well, you I, got six I, minutes well, go no, ahead no, I, mean, it's up I, to you. I do want i do think that we can improve the quality of our commerce we can do far better than what we do and and not Again, now by creating major development, but by looking at ways of moving foot traffic about, you know, getting folks to go more to restaurants and have more. On have, foot. Yes, of course. I mean, let's keep Key Biscayne as is. We all want to have Key Biscayne the same exact way. We want to do that. But let's also understand that it's just like a boat. You have a beautiful boat. You want to keep it the same way, but it's old. And you don't want it to run ground. In this yeah, case, you don't old. want it to flood. It's old. <laughs> you got to you got to change the electrical systems. You got to change a little bit of the plumbing. You got to do a couple of things. That's what I'm going for. That's what I want to do. I want to improve our infrastructure so then we have a better quality of life and we have a sustainable community. That's and we make FEMA happy so that they pay and us. And yeah, man, we want to make FEMA happy and uh, all the other reinsuring companies. Okay, so you do have a very uh, concise, deliberate, poetic closing statement, or do we just sign off? I, you, you know, I'm, I'm more in the water nerd thing. You took me this way. <laughs> I'm not, I'm nothing. I just want to tell everybody that uh, I, I'm really dedicated to this to this uh, to to this opportunity. I really want to make my community a better community for everybody. The end of the day, I am a civil engineer. This is what I've done all my life. I've always moved water to improve communities. So please bear that in mind when you go to the voting booth and think about bringing in some specialized talent that we need right now. That's what I put on the table, and I look forward to your vote. I humbly ask for your vote, and I look forward to your vote November 8th. Thank you. WSQF Blink Radio. Take care, my friend, and remember, stay free. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.